Welcome to another episode of Driving to the Race with your favorite Inelia. With your favorite hosts. Yes, hosts Inelia and Larry. Write that down. You keep changing it up on me. I know, I changed it up on you. I gotta be more psychic. I'll work on that next time. Okay, good. Yeah, I'll know ahead of time. But what what it is you're thinking? Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Every woman's dream come true. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and every man's dream come true to us. <laughs> yes. Know what I'm supposed to be doing before yeah. I'm supposed to be doing it. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yes. <laughs> anyway, cool. So today I thought we could talk about shamanism. Shamanism. Yes, but before we talk about shamanism, was there anything else you wanted to um, talk about or discuss this week? Um, no. No? Perfect. Not yet. Not yet. You might sneak in. It'll sneak in, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. There are plenty of things on my mind. It's been a busy week. It has been a busy week and you have a big trip coming ahead today, huh? I do. Yeah. Can you tell us about your trip? Mm, sure. Well, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, <clears throat> um, it was a bit of a synchronicity trip, honestly. My daughter's getting ready to go to school. And, uh, you know, although we know probably next year things are going to look drastically different, we're still kind of enjoying the processes. Yeah, for the Europeans, of, yeah. going to school means going to university. Okay. Yeah, she's going to university. She's been accepted in quite a few nice schools, and she's really excited the whole idea. One of them, her brother's going to, so she naturally kind of does, kind of doesn't want to go there because, like, <laughs> she doesn't want to be the second. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't want to be the second. She worked extremely hard, and she got in some very nice schools. So one of the schools we're going to go look at, uh, we had planned to go to look at was uh, Columbia, which is in New York, downtown New York, literally ground zero, right? Wow. Yes. And her interest in New York, I think, um, you know, it was a city thing and she's a res girl. And so what is the most interesting thing is the most opposite thing, I think. Hopefully they heard you. So you were yeah. saying the most interesting thing the is the opposite thing. The most interesting thing is the most opposite thing to yeah. the thing that you are at sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that has its interest. So she had decided she wanted to go there and she got accepted there first. And then, uh, I don't know, a few days later, uh, she got accepted at her brother's school, too. Mm -hmm. And that one is West Coast and, you know, thousands of acres of beautiful um, campus. campus. It's quite... <clears throat> it's very nice. Yeah, it's very nice. And it's in the same time zone and it's, you know, closer. So, that's like, what do I do, Dad? What do I do, Dad? So we started looking at the thises and looking at the thats, and we started watching videos about what a day in life is like at the, the school in New York. And the New York is so opposite of the life that we've picked here. Although I do <laughs> remember in Rome, I was yes. like, hmm, I think we could have an apartment here, could live in a downtown. <laughs> yes, this would be fine. New York, I didn't have that same, you know, pull or draw or interest, but she does. Yeah, she does. So I believe she probably has a lot of a lot of past life experiences there. Something is drawing her. She really, really wants to check it out. At least that's how it kind of felt. Because mm -hmm. I tell you what, I looked at all of those videos. I watched quite a few hours of 
we had how it is places. here. And I was like, oh, my God, there's nothing that could make me want to go here. Yeah. But it wasn't about me. No. So uh, I think what I did, we had a talk. She came over to the to the camper. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our house, our trailer, our res, res trailer. What do we live in a trailer, a single wide? <laughs> <laughs> we live in a single wide on the res. <laughs> it's very nice. It's got um, pull out, whatever it's, whatever it's called. Single wide with a pull out. <laughs> yeah, it's got a pull out. And, and a barn. <laughs> and a barn, which we haven't finished yet. Yeah, unfinished barn. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a project. It keeps our focus and our attention on things. Anyways, uh, She's sitting there and we're talking and she's like, you know what, dad? So as I said, let's, uh, book our flight. We checked our flight and he said, oh, you got to get tests. You got quarantines, all those things to go to New York. She's like, ah, just drop it. Let's just drop it. I'm just going to go to Stanford with my brother. It's nicer anyway. It's bigger and it's closer. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay. Whew. Like, I don't want to be doing all this traveling and testing <laughs> and quarantining and all that stuff just to go to look at a school that you ain't going to go to. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, it was like, the feeling that I got from her was like going to this school, which is a dream school for basically anybody, I think, was almost a settling. Mm-hmm. It felt like I'll just settle for that. And, you know, we don't teach settling. I know. <laughs> <clears throat> no. Has so, to be a proper educated decision, right? Yeah, it needs to be a, a choice, a clear choice, not a, I'm going to settle for that because of this or that or the other reason. Although these are some little nudges, you know, it's like all this testing makes it so mm-hmm. hard. It's like, well, no problem, Grace. We will fly to New Jersey and then rent a car and drive to New York. We don't have to quarantine all that other stuff, mm-hmm. you know, get around the rules. She is not a get around the rules kind of girl. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, Dad, forget it. I'm, we're not going and I'm not going there. So uh, we slept. Slept with that choice. And in the morning, I, I looked at one more video. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I had woke up to make breakfast, of course, and I turned on my little channel to see if any interesting woo comes up. And bang, first first video was like, here, look at this, look at this, was about um, part two of a campus tour of Columbia. And this one, it was nice. <laughs> like, wow, that's not a bad place. And it got bigger because mm. it looked pretty small. Now nice. it got much, much bigger. So I was like, gosh, I hate that making choice by settle. And then I checked the um, rules for travel. For New York? For New York, and they had dropped all the restrictions that morning. That's pretty cool, huh? All the restrictions were dropped. You can fly there from international, any state, any place. No restriction, no quarantine, no shots, no nothing. Just come on, guys, if you want to. Yeah. So. Pretty good. It felt like clear path. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So totally. we decided to get a ticket and we're leaving tomorrow. <laughs> we're well, you live, the in the, you live in the area today because you have to fly very early tomorrow, so. Yeah. Let's pause for a second. Mm-hmm. Let's pause for this car. We are sitting on the back porch of the Sherman Shack right now on the sunshine and the warmth. Yep, on the deck Hope you built. Yes, the hip deck that hope you've built and Fred helped underneath the little sigil hope you bought for your birthday yeah maybe we'll take a picture of it Mm. yeah anyway yeah so we're gonna go we're gonna go for the weekend and explore the energy of the space and the place and 
Uh, we got an email from another gal who's going there. She's also from a res. Mm-hmm. And she's probably going to meet us and, you know, explain, hey, this is what it's like here. Right. How we are. Give cool. her the full, here's what it is. And then she can fully cho- choose mm-hmm. from knowledge. Choose from knowing yes. instead of all these projections. You know, right, right. And re- reactions to this and pushes and nudges and things like that. Uh-huh. So... Yeah. Since we've been doing our instant manifestation manifestation class, mm-hmm. and you know, I hold these—I guess you would call them—I don't know what do you call them—the the idea that you should choose from a knowing position instead of a conscious decisions. Right. I hold that as a foundational belief mm-hmm. <clears throat> or a foundational knowing i don't know what do you want to, what word will you use i can't figure out the word <laughs> yeah. a, a foundational from a expanded awareness sense which is ascension expand your awareness um making a choice even your children's choices with them she's 18 now so she's mm-hmm. adulty child <laughs> but she's still like you know what do you think dad of course yeah. whatever dad says goes in but what comes out of the mouth might be like not listening to you, Dad. But I'm going to listen in. Yeah, I'm going to really listen to you. Hopefully, <laughs> that's what we hope. <laughs> we hope. Well, well, when I called her and said they dropped all the restrictions, let's go to New York. She's like, "Oh yes, we got to go," because she yeah. actually always feels the same go. thing, you know. Oh, she's always wanted to go to big cities: New York, always, Paris, always, always. London. Rome. And she wanted to do all those. We have foreknowledge of you know the likelihood of actually living in New York. Say September's probably a little bit low. Nobody would actually probably want to be there, right? Right. September, October, November, when the vaccines thing starts, you know, jacking up and the lockdowns happen or whatever else oh, comes. Oh, right, yeah. It's probably not the ideal place to be mm-hmm. in the middle of New York City, downtown <laughs> Manhattan. Middle of the cities are not good places for this not time of Not good places. But it feels like here's a... Weekend reprieve, yeah. turn everything off, go okay. look. Yeah, go look, see go it. Go look. And, you know, Just probably satisfy that mm-hmm. need, reason, urge, something else. Plus, you know. I think she'll still choose Stanford personally, but. I think you're probably right, but it'll be not from the, I chose this because. Yes, I couldn't go to the I couldn't one. go look. It's because this is what I, I really, really want. I prefer it, yeah. Yeah. Which is always a good, better yes, way. I think so. It's the the thing I was trying to get out, the foundations for what you build your life on, the inspiration yes. that you exist with. The uh, That class you have, the one that teaches how uh, your reality is um, found, formed. Rules of engagement? The rules of engagement, right. Mm-hmm. So it's a conscious application of the rules of engagement in this way. Creation through inspiration instead of creation through like fear or creation through disgust or anger or giving up or those type of energies. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, I think it'll be a different experience, even though it might be the same thing, right? You've never been to New York, have you? I have not. (laughs) I think that that whole idea, that whole thought applies to almost everything, you know, even though you might be doing the exact same thing, going to New York or not going to New York, Rather, I mean, going to Stanford or going to Stanford. One, you're going to Stanford because 
you didn't, didn't go to New York to look, and the other one you're going to Stanford because you did go to New York yeah. and look. How are they different? Yeah, they're very different energetically, aren't they? Oh, that's a big pamper. That's nice. Yeah. Well, they are different energetically. What, is, what do you think the experience would be? I mean, what would you create with that? With what? With those two different energies. That's. I think one of them is assured and 100% focused, while the other one is like always a little bit of your awareness field is in the other place. It's eroded, eroded your focus, huh? Yeah, erodes your focus a little bit, yeah. So the experience, which is, reminds me of uh, the cards, you know, when you draw some cards and you look at a, a potential mm -hmm. future. Mm -hmm. The state of the future is dependent on everything staying the same. And if mm -hmm. you focus change or change anything. or work on, uh, you know, what might be blocking you or might what might be influencing your creative inspiration. <clears throat> Those big words. <laughs> if you alter you, then you draw those cards, you know, it'll be different. Yeah. And we have, uh, I mean, we can obviously say, well, yeah, we draw the cards every time, they'll be different. But the truth is, no, they're no, not. it isn't. We have done this and checked this and checked it again and yes. checked it again. And these cards, they come up. They over come up and over very indistinctively. Yeah. For one person and the obvious. next person is a completely different one. Yeah. Well, even the same person, the same thing, read one week and then read in a week later, and they haven't changed anything. No. It's the same card. Yeah, it is. Totally works. And two people sitting here getting a reading one right after the other. Different cards. Different cards completely. Do them again. 180 and degrees. And they both each get the same other. cards. Yep. Yeah. It works. So when you have a nice, clear set of cards <laughs> connected to a clear uh, advice Source. that you align with, such yeah. as mine are connected with Gaia, yours, what do you usually collect? I connected? usually connect with the human collective's um, ancestral elders. Do you feel that that's the maybe the highest, not the highest, but, you know, the most pure state of human for this planet or like the state that you might I strive to be well, it's or not why just would they this be the planet. ones for me because um most of the information that we look for and advice and whatever that we're looking for is for the human collective and who's better to advise the human collective than the human collective's universal elders you know well, I don't know, because I've seen a lot of collectives making a lot of terrifically terrible decisions. High frequency. Yeah, let's say high frequency. <laughs> they are high I mean, here's the thing. They're by default, they are high frequency because they are, the human collective is by default high frequency. That's why you have words like uh, such as humane, mm -hmm. right? The low frequency stuff is all added on. It's all other people, other stuff that's added on. It's not the human collective's natural state. When I think of collective, I tend to think of like herd also. Those two like words get connected. So it seems like when we, uh, at least when I look around, there's people making choices because everyone else around them did. Well, there's a, a different perspective. Oh, can you stop eating that plant? Stop that. Naughty peavy eating our flowers. 
Hope he will get mad at you. Won't yeah, give you no more trophies. He's gonna be mad at you. She says, "No, he won't." <laughs> She's right. Yeah, he'll just put a little <laughs> fence on it, and she can't reach it. Yeah. Anyways, we were talking about herd versus collective. So um, the herd mentality is very much a childish mentality. It's when there's lack of adult. Like we talked about the other week. Mm-hmm. And um, herd and hive mind, those are ways in which people have figured out on this planet how to control the masses um, and keeping people in a very infantile energy to be able to do it. However, a collective is not a herd or a, a hive mind. It's more like what might think of sociocracy, a little bit like that. And with regards to the human collective's ancestral entities, those are human collective. It's all of us. The collective is all of us. But these energies and this knowledge and knowing and consciousness of those who hold that energy for the human collective is ancient, is, is beyond time and space. And it is extremely high frequency. It's not, there's nothing low frequency about it or not knowledgeable about it, you know. Mm-hmm. And so often when I would get requests from Gaia or um, other entities that are high frequency, I would say, hey, dude, you're not, you don't even know what it's like to be human. So no, that's not even possible. And they go, oh, okay, let, let's think about how we can make this happen. And because no, they don't know everything about how it is, what it's like to be human. Okay. So from that perspective, Gaia has more knowledge and more wisdom about certain things, mm-hmm. right, with regards to us, but less about others. Yeah, so <clears throat> when I ask Gaia, and Gaia gives advice, it's from the perspective of Gaia, right? Gaia, yeah. And, you know, does that necessarily make for the best human experience of life? Only if you make that as a clause of your question. Yeah, it seems like it'd be tedious to ask these questions like this every time. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, ten will be, man. <laughs> tedious. So when you ask the human collective, is that in the best interest of the individual life or the best interest of the human collective as a whole? And is that interest your interest? Is that your best interest also? And anyways, best interest is interesting, of course. Let's go for the highest and best interest of all involved. Mm-hmm. But how about uh, most satisfying? Uh, most well, satisfying even, doesn't necessarily, necessarily mean high frequency. Anything. You know? Can it just be, do you see what I'm saying? It's like, it must be the ultimate. Can it just be supportive? Of course. Without having to be the ultimate of anything. It's like the absolute best thing for me to do would be drop all best of my programs. Yes, exactly. Best for what? Well, that was, that was best the question. Best for you to have a low frequency experience? Precisely. Best for you to have a high frequency experience? That's my point. Yeah. So oftentimes when we ask these questions, is this in my best and highest good? Depending on what programs you have running well, about what's good for you. Right, because uh, there is plenty of us who think the... Beating, beating to death is good for you. <laughs> no, believe that, you know, your highest and best evolution is comes through the hardest and toughest times, for <gasps> that example. That is a big truck. 
slow <laughs> so there are plenty who have the belief that their highest and best is through uh, suffering and pain that they exactly. learn the most have the most evolution through that if you're carrying that program it's not going to be pretty <laughs> so when you ask Gaia for example or you ask the human collective what's in my highest and best interest does that include your program of pain and suffering um, usually because you want that if it, yeah, if you're running a big program like that, it will, yeah. How about if the person you're asking for the reading doesn't have that? doesn't matter. It's your, you're talking about the person who's getting the reading, not the one doing the reading. Man, oh man, that makes this whole reading thing complex. Yeah. So when, um, for example, I do a, a card reading for somebody who's carrying programs about that kind of stuff, I'm not in agreement with telling them to go, you know, stick your hand in the fire pit because that pain's going to give you a lot of lessons. You won't, you'll have oh, all... that's the interpretation, though. That's your your interpretation of the cards, right? I don't know what you mean. What I'm trying to say is that if people are carrying that program and they ask for a reading and then you do a reading for them and the highest and best thing for them in their mind is pain and suffering because they learn the most, mm-hmm. is my reading going to tell them to go get some more pain and suffering? No, because you'll never interpret it that way. Funny thing though, right? They will. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. They'll hear the. They'll, they'll hear, hear the. From through their programs. I'll yeah. say, "Don't stick your hand in the fire," and they'll say, "Oh, hand in the fire." Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is that yeah. how it works? Yeah, it works that way. Yeah. Jeez, Louise! Almost want to keep my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shall so, we talk about shamanism? I think that's what we're talking about. <laughs> Not quite. No, we're talking about. Um, uh, choices, decisions, decisions, how you're making them, yeah. the inspiration for making them, right. the energy that you make your decisions through. Um, now, in the case of what I'm doing with my daughter, I want her to have the example. This is how, when you have a tough choice, you make it. We're going to explore the options to the degree that we're not pushed away. Mm-hmm. We are... Um, expanding our awareness to encompass all of the possibilities, even those yes. we might otherwise just discard. Yes. Because inconvenient. How do you feel about the fact that, generally speaking, as a human person, during this time of split, it is best to stay out of big cities that she is planning to go to a big city very soon? Well, my opinion, well, it's certainly my opinion, but in my estimation... The most likely outcome for most of them is going to be homeschools. Mm-hmm. So she'll be going to Colombia, near Bay, or Stanford, near Bay. Stanford at near Bay. That's what happened with Cameron, you know. Well, he's in California right now. Right now, yes. Because right now we're in a reprieve. The reprieve is almost an intentional thing. You know, obviously it is an intentional thing. The reprieve, the opening, the relaxation of all of these things to remingle people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's a negative agenda, but I'm not uh, going on a negative agenda purpose, right? Mm-hmm. I will, if I want to go, I'm going. If I want to <laughs> leave, I'm leaving. Yeah. And the reprieve for me is like a weekend window. Hmm. Well, it's good to know that, you know, you think that she's going to be in your bay. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate and understand 
what we've been talking about and what what likely future is coming. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to involve being in the middle of a big city. It's a great idea. I understand that. I totally understand that. Mm -hmm. And I figure just the same, you know, it's not this weekend that's the weekend you better not be in a big city. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, I wouldn't be going to a big city and the door would be wide open unless... My choice and decisions were made out of fear, right? Mm-hmm. In which case I could be let down a rocky, rocky road. Yeah. Yep. All right, cool. What do you think? I think that there, well, there's various things playing here, you know. Um, to me, I don't feel comfortable with the kids going to big cities, but that's what they want to do. And it's really strange, you know, because a lot of this traffic that we've been hearing going by is tourism. Right? We're in a tourist destination. Mm-hmm. The, the Olympic Peninsula, Lake rainforest, <laughs> rainforest, Lake Ozette, camping and hiking. The largest undeveloped hiking, lake in the state. Beautiful. The ocean you know. beaches. You have to walk three miles to get to the beach, so yeah. the traffic there is... Much less than it would otherwise if you could just drive to it. Yes. I mean, you got to walk nine miles to get to but the beach. But there's still lots of people once you get there. Three there, three down the beach, three back. Yeah, there's still tons, but yeah. there are way less tons than there would be if oh, you didn't yes. have to walk that far. So, and this is a location that is still connected to a certain degree by people. Mm-hmm. And shaman- shamanism is all about connection connection of you with others, connection with you and your environment, and uh, how those connections can be cut off is, there's so many ways, right? So many ways. One of them is noise and overstimulation of the five senses. Uh, that's the main one that the West uses to disconnect people from their shamanic connection. And I say shamanism, but it's not actually called that. We call it that in the West because it, the name shaman came in from Eastern European countries, uh, one in particular, I can't remember which one it was, um, to designate a wisdom keeper, traveler of dimensions, healer person of the tribe. And um, we use it all over the world now. So for me, the I use it, but knowing that it's not what is called everywhere. Right, and... Not all shamanic practices are high frequency. Oh, absolutely no. It's all, not I'm talking all about practices connection. are high frequency. And right. what you're talking about is connection. Connection, but yeah. Oftentimes what a person, myself included, and I'm sure the people listening will hear when they think of a shamanic healer or a shamanic lineage or a shamanic anything, person. they consider that they must be because we're talking about them, a high frequency person. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I sometimes forget that and everybody knows that. So. Expanded awareness includes all who are present. Mm-hmm. And a shamanic practice is used specifically, mostly, to expand your awareness. But not all individuals are high frequency and not all individuals use all the tools for a high frequency purpose. Oh, no, no. So in shamanism, at least the one that I'm familiar with, which is the Mapuche lineages of Machi, it's very well known among the, the, the Mapuche that a Machi has a point in their life where they need to choose the light or the dark for their path. Mm-hmm. And everybody accepts it as real. In Not so long ago, before the split, uh, both were very valuable because you needed a, a dark shaman to defeat your enemies, right? 
Yeah, well, because a light gemma is not going to curse them and send beasts and monsters their way, and you know, give them nightmares and <laughs> basically poison them and all wear that them type down. Of stuff. Yeah, you know, exactly. When you're a light dark paradigm and you're living in a light dark and you need to have a little bit of battle, you need a little bit of that. Yeah, so you know that choice was sharpened sword. That choice was chosen and respected. The person who initiated me when I was seven. She, I'm pretty sure, was a dark shaman because as soon as the the shaman, the the machi energy, the lineage started downloading into me, mm-hmm. um, she freaked out. Right? She freaked out instead of flowing with it and knowing that that lineage, that energy had chosen me. She freaked out and did her best to cut it off, and it cut off, cut off before it was fully downloaded. And then she refused to see me. And she called me a white devil. She said I was too white to be a holder of the machi, you know, energy. And um, and I think all of those reactions are from a very low-frequency ego-based person. Mm-hmm. And she was scared. I mean, she was. people were scared of her. They would rarely call her. I mean, she obviously she knew how to heal like every machi does, but she wouldn't always do it. You know? <laughs> and she was... People were scared of her. They were scared of her. So... If a person is, people are frightened of her because she's dangerous, not because she's like wisdom or whatever, you know. Um, because a lot of people are scared of me, but I'm, I have no intentions of hurting anybody, you know. Uh, but it's a, a scared of a dangerous person, like, oh, be careful going there because she might hurt you type energy. Um, so, you know, because somebody might have paid her to hurt you. <laughs> That's that's the lineages in shamanism. They're very distinct. They're very distinct, um, and they're they can swap. You know, halfway through their life or whatever, they can swap from one to the other, mm. and that's also accepted. Nobody judges them, um, and it's like not it's not full of righteousness. It's like, oh, okay, they made their choice. If I want my enemy cursed, I'll go to that one. And if I want my child healed, I'll go to this other one. So I watched that on our own res, a fellow who was, uh, I would consider shamanistic. Oh, yes. Yes, he did. It was quite interesting to see it. Yeah, it was. He used to avoid me like the play before he switched. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That was very, very clear. He swapped sides. I didn't even recognize him after he switched. Even his physical body changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, with connection and disconnection then at a shamanic level, going into a big city is extremely difficult to keep your connection to everything, to Gaia especially. It's like over here we're talking and then a car goes by mm-hmm. and we can hardly hear ourselves, right? And I don't know if our mics pick up our voices or mostly the car. Right? Yeah, I'm not sure either. Yeah. They're supposed to be just mics for our voices. <laughs> so see that noise, that noise times a thousand and you're in a big city. Yes, totally. And it's not just like physical noise of cars and factories and elevators and people walking and talking, but also the noise from the, the Wi-Fi's and MiFi's and 5G's is an extreme amount of noise, extreme amount of noise. And also, the other one that always used to get me, even before the fire, the, the, the towers, you know, cell phone towers went up, 
is a psychic noise. <laughs> Growing up, I was always, most of my life I lived in cities, uh, but I was lucky enough maybe or orchestrated enough that the apartments or houses that I lived in uh, boarded a park. Babies. They were in park next to a park and my bedroom always faced the park. Hmm. And that created a field of silence that I was able to live with. It was easier there than in other parts of the house or outside the front. So, but it's something to take into consideration, right? That energy or element of noise in cities that disconnects you from your wisdom, from your connection to the higher frequencies through distract distraction mostly but a lot of it is just noise it's just there's so much noise you can't hear you can't connect and there is a tendency when you're in a city then to disconnect through turning it down with drugs and alcohol um and other things right so yeah like the element of movement again living in the country in an idyllic location like we do it doesn't mean that you're going to be fully connected we know lots of neighbors around here who are drug addicts and alcoholics and all that type of stuff, right? Yeah, Completely maybe question, and disconnected. Totally, maybe question is like, <clears throat> what was the point of all this organic upbringing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they want the opposite. Yeah, we're talking about a particular family where the parents have been living with organic foods and healthy living. Raised all farm. their children that way. Yeah. Yeah. And the children are all alcoholics and the grandchildren too. Yep. So, yeah, it's pretty... I'm sure they're... Large hot dog fans, <laughs> hot dogs and tater chips. Yeah, of course I am. You too. <laughs> <laughs> so with those shamanic energies and connections, it's harder in the cities, right? But it's not impossible, but it's like a lot harder. I suppose that probably the connection will be empowered, depending on the paradigm you're connecting too. So if you're a light dark or a dark shaman and you have 10,000 plus people in your vicinity who have, you know, picked a light dark, you're kind of like empowered by them. Wouldn't you think? I haven't seen it. It's no. just a noise connection. You know? Is that why the shamans usually a few dozen miles away yes. from the city? Yes. <laughs> and if you want to go see the shaman or whatever, Whether light you have or to dark, go outside. Yeah. And you, need to, yeah. you need to go for a little bit of a trip to find them. Yep. Usually, they live yeah. in a cottage in the middle of uh, the woods. Or in a trailer in the middle of the desert. <laughs> you know? yeah. Okay, well, that does make sense. So, any um, any tips for people who are traveling to the giant city this weekend? <laughs> Besides, I'm going to be bringing my rocks. Yeah, bring your rocks, bring grounding things, take your EMF caps and hoodies and whatevers. And also... Um, I would say vitamins, your vitamins for, because it's going to be 5G towers there, so your body's going to be under a huge amount of attack, um, to disable it, you know. So I would take a lot of vitamins, like the C, D, K vitamins. Mm-hmm. Um, and OD overdose on those while you're there, for sure. Uh, it's not going to be easy for you because you're sensitive um i don't know how grace is going to react or see because this is like walking into mars you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a different planet for both of us really yeah 
Oh, that's right. You've never been there. I forgot. We're going to be staying at the airport, though, which is um, in a lot of ways better because they have less of the towers and less of the space is tightened in and the frequencies are turned off and your cell phones have to be on airplane mode and all that other stuff, you know. Mm. And there's lots of open space next to it and they don't have... Uh, the runway's a big open space. The runway's space. giant open space. Mm -hmm. Probably the biggest open space in the city. Yeah, that'll help. So we would just uh, foray off into the jungle to go look at the places. And see how she responds, you know? It's like, yeah. you will not have a wonder, you will know. Mm -hmm. So we clear up the wonder and we create a no. Yeah. Wonder's fine. Inspiration to go, look. Mm -hmm. Knowing is nice because you know what you're going to do. Yeah. Certainty, security, yeah. surety. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people, myself included, appreciate and want certainty and surety and security of knowing mm -hmm. as opposed to wishy-washy wondering <laughs> wishy-washy i think i don't know or maybe. do it because it's different different right. yeah they're doing that i'm doing that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this yeah. is what i have so i want to go look at what i don't have mm -hmm. right grass is greener on the other side type mm -hmm. fence thing mm -hmm. when uh with expanded awareness you can tell the cow you know the grass over here and the grass over here they're basically the same and actually yeah. over there where the creek's at <laughs> that's the nicest grass yeah. no fence needed but tell the fish that ever mm -hmm. since i ever started fishing do you know where the fish are mm -hmm. the border <laughs> and if you go slightly past the border uh -huh. more. at least i've been told because i would told. never do such a thing no you would never do that over that way there's supposed to be even more fish than everywhere wow yeah i don't know why the fish do that mm. Somebody should fill them in. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So, what would you tell people who um, live in that environment? Get out of it. And where would they go? Somewhere else. <laughs> Somewhere with less people. Somewhere that they can have a connection and be able to have a community that supports each other. I see. Energetically, but also physically support each other. You know? Why does that feel like um, when we go through... Oh, I suppose it's different in different areas, but in some areas there's probably a lot of people who are choosing uh, light side of the split. In other areas, there's a lot of people picking the darker, light darker side of the split. Yeah? When did, where did you see that? I'm just thinking about that. Because if, as we um, move into our more comfortable areas, you know, it's almost like you say, if you live in the city, then you're picking a light dark. No, it's just going to be harder. Right. For you, if you're, if you're a light being. Why is it harder? Because if you're a light being, you're probably sensitive to energies and frequencies. And Why are light being sensitive to frequencies and energies and... Because they don't take Prozac and alcohol and other drugs to deaden those feelings and energies and connections. So it's necessary to deaden those feelings and connections in order to continue to pick a light-dark paradigm. Yeah, pretty much. Because if you... It's overwhelming. That's interesting. I think that needs exploring. So stress has been a common name. Everybody suffers through stress, right? That's not real. That's not even true. 
But if you're suffering stress, it's because you put yourself in a location that's dissonant to you. Mm-hmm. So the body reacts with stress. But stress is not natural, it's not normal. You shouldn't be under stress all the time. So, would you think that someone who puts themselves in a position that's harder than necessary out of uh, obligation or perceived fear of change or, you know, there's probably a dozen reasons. Do you think anybody keeps themselves where they are because they love it there in spite of all of the pain and hardship? I know city people who love city life. Mm Mm-hmm. And they would prefer to stay in a city no matter what because they absolutely love city life and they get energized with the energy of people around them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people like that, yeah, don't take them into the country. They'll be very, very upset. <laughs> <laughs> so what's someone like that supposed to do now? Stay in the city. And it's not harder for them? Oh, well, it will be. But they still love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's so confusing. Yeah. <laughs> you see the... The issue at hand is um, the surety and certainty just got a little wishy-washy. <laughs> <laughs> am I staying in the city because I love it here? <laughs> or am I staying in the city because I don't want to leave it? Because so, I don't want to move? Because I don't want to Exactly. There's so many different scenarios, right? You can't so just put a rule for everything, right? You can't. I mean, we know of a person who didn't want to move out here because they love the city. They live the city life and mm-hmm. the energy and the cafes and the bars and the clubs and the shops and the stores and the, the, the galleries and the theater and all those type of things. And I know this because I lived in cities most of my life. Those are really cool stuff. Very cool stuff. But that's not there anymore. You can't go to the theater. You can't go to this and this and that, they hang out in a cafe with your friends and talk about philosophy, you know. You can't do that anymore. Mm. It's different. But they still hold on to, it's going to come back, you know. It's just a matter of time and it will come back. It's not going to come back. <laughs> but what if we get a shot? Then it'll come back. Yeah, well, there's a different type of, and that's a choice, a clear choice, right? It doesn't matter what people tell you. If you get a shot, um, you're choosing the low frequency experience, period. doesn't matter if they tell you, oh, if you take all these supplements afterwards, you're going to repair it. It's fine. You can take it, make people happy, you know, go back to work or whatever. It's, you're going to be fine if you take all these supplements. That's a trap, okay? Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like, like this is one of those binaries. Yeah, there and is all no the Johnson and Johnsons maybe. are safe. There's no, no maybe isn't. about making a choice in a split. No, there's you no choose, maybe. period. Yeah, and that's your choice. That's your vote. That's your choice. You get jabbed. You're choosing the low-frequency paradigm, period. Period. There's no excuse, no, no excuse. for getting that mm-hmm. except for that choice. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. none other reason. No other reason. And all of the, um, like, do you remember the story with Michael in the uh, at the fence or at the gate and Michael in the um, book? What book is that you wrote? The Interview with the an interview Angel. Interview with an Angel, yeah. Do you remember Michael and his... Uh, guarding the gates. Guarding the gates, right? <laughs> yeah. In a sense, he was, uh, I don't know if we call it, in that book, it's not really like uh, guarding the gates of heaven. It's guarding basically a dimensional gate, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is a dimensional gate to empower high-frequency experience. Right, because you don't want in that area low-frequency individuals. No, you don't want people who give away their authority. You don't want people who are based on fear, fear-based decisions. You don't want that. No. Because the rules of engagement in that dimensional space 
are different. Are different than the rules in this space. This right. space's rules are changing. Mm-hmm. And so in this space no longer is allowed that, right? Mm-hmm. Is that how I understand exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. So those who have that Has to have go. to exit. Mm-hmm. And the clearest, the clearest demonstration, physical mm-hmm. demonstration of succumbing to or what's the word, you know, subscribing to that paradigm is getting that jab. There's mm-hmm. a, literally nothing but a low frequency reason to get it. Right. Always. It's savior. I'm going to do it to save everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's martyr. martyr. I'm going to do it because... Appease people, make them to happy. To make them... Uh, to save them. That's mm-hmm. also martyr, right? Yeah. I'm going to sacrifice myself to save everyone else. Yeah. I'll do it because um, my entire family is dead and I don't want to be alone. There's victim there, right? Oh, yeah. I'm going to do it because... I can't be without them. There's savior, victim, savior... Martyr. What else is the low frequencies? Fear. I'm mm-hmm. afraid if I don't get it, yeah. I won't be able to travel. I'm afraid if I don't get it, I will make other people sick. Yeah. Can you think of literally any high frequency reason? No. Even a pretend high frequency reason? No. Like, most people think... Not I don't know about most. I think there's plenty of people who think... Getting the shot to protect other people is a high-frequency reason. (laughs) And there's plenty of people who think getting the shot to make other people comfortable even, so they're not stressed, Mm that's like makes their high-frequency, makes their frequency higher. Right. So that's a high-frequency reason, right? For them, they think that, but they're not. They're not the high-frequency reasons. What, for the sake of argument... (laughs) could be a high frequency reason to get that shot there ain't none <laughs> just like like the highest frequency reason. there isn't there isn't the, one. Mi- the middle no, the no. middlest high frequency no, there reason isn't. what's the best way to mitigate the oopsie oopsie i accidentally did it because of a low frequency reason there isn't one you're done <laughs> you're done <laughs> yeah. it's a do or don't yeah <laughs> have anybody ever heard of binary do or don't i don't know but I think that's that's the thing. Why is it this thing? Is there any other binary things that do or don't? If you do, you've chose that. If you don't, you've chose that. Is it just this thing? I don't know. Have we looked? I haven't looked. No. So the fact that this is one of those things doesn't mean there isn't other things like that. Mm. No? No. But it's the clearest and obvious one. Yeah. Hmm. So, a lot of people... here's the next thing, the next question that needs okay. to be looked at. If it is a binary choice, you get it, you're picking low frequency, you don't get it, does that default mean you're not picking low frequency? No. That's a good, <laughs> that's a good thing to consider, right? Correct. So what... It's really bizarre because a lot of people <laughs> who are like white supremacists are not getting vaccinated, yet they're ruled by fear. Right. And um, they, they're not getting vaccinated, which is bizarre, but it's like there's an energy there, there's a, a whole thing there that 
this is we talked a little bit about it a few previous weeks ago mm-hmm. there the choice of low and high frequency and low frequency experiences on the planet will come in waves yep. okay so the first wave takes everybody who gives their power away and is based on fear fear based give your power away people boom huge huge wave gone right because it's a three and generation it, thing not exactly, just a one day thing exactly right so uh, I was asked, was everybody who gets the vaccination going to die? And the answer I get, no, not everybody's going to die, but the ones that survive will be disconnected from the human collective. They're gone. Their soul and their bodies are untethered. They're no longer tethered together. They're disconnected. Yeah. And they're going to have extreme health issues, and they probably won't be able to have children if they're, uh, like, young. They won't be able to have children anymore. So the pr- purpose, of course, being to stop them, them continuing in their lineage here. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so there's it's three generations. That means about 60 to 70 years, something like that. We're 10 years in, and this is the first wave. Um, so you might think, oh my gosh, okay, so not everybody who gets the vaccination is going to die. I hope my family doesn't. Right. But then what will you be living with? Right. That is one thing. I think uh, I sent it to my dad, which was a, it was a financial planner thing, actually. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever saw it. I don't know if I showed it, showed it to you. It was a thing that Catherine Austin Fitz had put together with some of her doctor friends. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was acknowledging the consequences of making this choice financially for your family, you know. Mm-hmm. So if you become debilitated, how are you want to be supported and mm-hmm. how are you going to pay for that? And here's the side effects, here's the known risks, here's the likely effects. If these things happen, what should we do? Mm-hmm. Because you won't be able to communicate with us anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it makes it kind of real. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you need to consider these because these are very real possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, that process there is mm-hmm. like an informed consent process this, yeah. and there is the argument that's I'm sure reasonable and valid that the choice that we're making right now is an informed consent as in you're aware that the choice you're making is for a light dark paradigm mm-hmm. or for a light paradigm yeah. so the let it crumble concept conflicts with the uh, here's information concept right Mm -hmm. like if you send them too much stuff and you actually convince them did you interfere (laughs) or if you sent them a lot of information i mean this is what i found to be true Mm -hmm. it didn't matter how much information you sent them because you get the surprise little letter guess what i got a shot yesterday yay everything's great (laughs) it's all great and i'm not dead (laughs) i showed you yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know other, other friends who've, uh, done the same thing. They got inquiries and they sent them all the information and all of the, da da, da all the data, all of the whatever that they felt, you know, supported their choice, mm-hmm. sent it to them. And they were actually not actually looking for information. Mm-hmm. They were looking for the opposite, which is like how to convince them to get a shot. It's like, oh, all that stuff, bullshit. That's wrong. That's bad data. <laughs> they weren't looking to get convinced. They were looking for the other way. Yeah. Oh my God, it was yeah. so hilarious. Yeah. I mean, not hilarious, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's like, 
from your... No, I talk about it, and I've, re- I've seen, and I know that it's like, it doesn't matter what I say, and I, if I tell people, this is the next trick, and this is what how they're going to get, you know, that type of stuff. Um, it doesn't really matter, because eventually, they're going to make that choice anyways. Right? It's like if they made that choice at a higher self-level, that's what they're going to do. Period. So, oh, we're walking inside the shaman shack now because the yeah. chickens were making too much Chickens noise. are a bit loud and, and the sun was it's a bit, a bit too much sun for an Anelia. Yes. Anelia is slightly allergic to the sun. Slightly. And slightly allergic is not a good thing to sit in the <laughs> middle of the sun. I was getting... You have a suntan now. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, growing, sprouting. <laughs> And you were wilting. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yes. Yes, but as I was saying, it doesn't matter what I say or how much I warn people. If once I have made a higher self choice to go for the low frequency experiences, they're going to get vaccinated no matter what I say. Mm-hmm. And those who are have made a higher self choice not to get vaccinated, they're not going to get it. It doesn't matter what they say. And it's, it's one of those strange things. It's like Right, and it makes you figure, well, why do I even say anything? Exactly. But there is a different, there is the other side of that. Is I mean, there are plenty who it does mm-hmm. empower, enable. And just, it was more like support, um, support. their decision. Yeah, support I think that's right. Decision. Support. So yeah. you've made your choice. And uh, at this alone. point, there's no fence sitting about it. Mm-hmm. And it isn't a high-frequency position to have made a choice and be surrounded by everything that drags you down, right? Yeah. That's not supportive of you. And that's the purpose and the reason for not staying in an area that you're surrounded by that. Yep. Yep. It makes it unnecessarily difficult on you. Yep. Which doesn't raise your frequency makes it lower <laughs> so you make a high frequency choice and then you have to wallow in the mud with your high frequency <laughs> choice come on man you know what the president says yeah. come on man so i don't know i That's don't know a... who's president right now so i couldn't really tell you they <laughs> nobody say knows <laughs> i think the president said <laughs> i'm pretty sure the aliens are happy with the presidential choice <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know what i'm talking about Listen to Listen our previous, to previous episode <laughs> of Driving to the Res. I don't know the number, but I'm telling a you. A previous one. <laughs> you will be not so unhappy about the presidential election if you were unhappy about it. You will be ecstatic. <laughs> but not for the reason you think. Right. Right. So, yeah. I thought we weren't going to talk about the job this we week. We didn't. We talked about going to the city, making a high-frequency choices. And, uh, you know. I'm rolling my eyes out loud right now. <laughs> it's like, here we go again. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's in the forefront of a lot of people's attention. And I I wanted to talk about other things, but I guess what what we need right now as a collective is just to discuss it, talk about it, and know that it's being aired, you know? Mm, my, um... Yeah, if we were going to talk about this topic, I didn't know we were. But we have for the past half hour. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, maybe you're right. I might have to listen to this. 
The one thing that I uh, see that causes the most consternation, that's a nice word, is the the experience of your close family members who you love dearly mm-hmm. choosing a light-dark paradigm instead of a light paradigm. Yeah. And how do you physically support yourself through that mm-hmm. um, painful process? Yeah. Well, the advice that I give is to say, I understand your decision. Mm-hmm. Thank you for telling me. That's it. And then say it out loud, and so your physical body feels it. It's like, we don't agree with it, but don't go there. Don't go there. Right? Just go, I understand it. Why do we understand it? Because it's a higher self decision. We understand that they made the choice at a higher self level. We understand this. And we're thankful that they're telling us so we can make arrangements. We can love them to pieces for the next few months or weeks or whatever, you know, so that we can express all the love we have for them for the next while, knowing that they're leaving, whether physically or energetically disconnected, they're not going to be with us anymore. Right. It's the same. Think about it. You're moving to a light paradigm. They're going to be moving to a light-dark paradigm. They're in a different place. Mm-hmm. But at a, at the infinite the divine eternal at that level there's no time Mm-mm. between this choice and the experiences of it and this choice and the experience of it <laughs> and the reuniting if you expand your sense of um, experience it can make it a little bit easier because it's not forever right right because you're forever <laughs> <laughs> it's like exactly. paradox. Yeah. It's not forever, it's for a time. Yeah, they're forever too. Mm-hmm. They're forever too, and they're forever for the next XYZs mm-hmm. of a dream time, of a linear experience, they're going to be having a different one. Yeah. They're just going to New York, let's say, for a weekend. Mm-hmm. Not forever. <laughs> but, easy to say... Until it's right in your face. <laughs> and then it's like, Grr! I know. Or it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess there's just no easy way about it. No. But there's less painful. It's less painful. And I think your advice to love them to pieces yeah. is nice. Yeah. I think that's probably the best and highest advice that could be given. Yeah. Otherwise, you're wasting the time you have. Mm-hmm. In and if they say to you, if you really love me, then get the jab. <laughs> Should we just lie to them? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's easy enough to do. It's like, oh yes, I got mine. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter what doesn't you do matter. these days. It doesn't yeah. matter. But that is a good, good point. Me. Because, you know, if you want to have that experience with them as long as possible, and they are terrified and operating out of fear, and you want to hang out with someone who's in fear, yeah, you're going to need to accommodate that in some way. But not by actually getting the shot. No, don't do it. No, 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 no. Just say it. Say, okay, yes, I went and got my shot. Oh, you can say, or you can say, I know some individuals have said, my doctor told me I can't because I have too many allergies. Yeah, I was, I heard that too. you know, I have taken the pills, the pills, I'm taking the pills, so. Oh, yeah, well, 
That's and true. And the pills are vitamin C, D, ADK. A, ADK. Yep, ADK and C. You can have some chaga tea. You can have some elderberry and mm -hmm. zinc. You can have some yeah. anything. I mean, honestly, people, 99 plus percent means basically anything you want to take is going to be fine. <laughs> because <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. There isn't a virus, honey. There isn't a virus. I know, but even... It's I'm about not... the, the electronic thing, the waves of Gs and other things that are being bombarded right now. That's what's making people sick. And to support your body, you take those vitamins and supplements, right? Right, but those things that are making people... They will support your body. And if your body decides, you know, it's time, <laughs> it's nothing you can take, it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep. All right, but well. with the right support, your physical body can get supported through any type of environmental attack at, at a, any other level. People get sick, you know, they have... Cancers, they have germs, bacterias, poisons, and other environmental poisons such as um, the G towers, you know, the 3, 4, 2, 5G, the 5G being the worst. All those things are, affect individuals' physical bodies. They, they make them sick. People get sick and die. And if they use that, it's like saying, oh, if I get a vaccine, I'm not ever going to get sunburn again. That's the exact same thing. Okay. Right. Those, a, those are not related. They're not related at all. But if you take lots of vitamins, when you have sunburn, it does help you. <laughs> it helps your body support the healing process, right, from the sunburn. That makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, be supportive of your body. Mm -hmm. And you tell them, oh, yeah, my doctor said I can't because I have too many allergies, but I'm taking the pills. And say, oh, what pills? So I'll be oh, safe a bunch to around. Yeah. No, you don't have to say that. Okay. And in some cases, you know, maybe it won't work. Well, sometimes it'll work, sometimes it won't. But only go there if you have to. Right, it, right. Avoid it if you can. You don't want to lie. You just avoid it. Avoid Just um, say, I understand your decision. Thank you for telling me. And then drop it. Drop it. And right. if they want to wear masks while you're going for a beach walk, let them. You don't give them a hard time. Just enjoy their company. Talk about how beautiful the weather is and take beautiful pictures with them. Right. What if the whole time that you're standing there on the beach watching them do that, you're seething inside with... You process your righteousness and your anger and your fear. That's what you do. That's your stuff. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So, does that same process work if your um, siblings or relatives are drug addicts, you know, and they're killing themselves with heroin or something? No, it doesn't, unfortunately, because they're always constantly attacking you. They're continuously attacking you. And you have to find that tr that might ha be true for people who are in the situations in families who all got vaxxed and wear masks and you don't, that you're constantly under attack. I'm sorry, but you won't be able to hang out with them anymore because you don't want to put yourself and your physical body in that situation. So if like your under... family's having a family reunion and getting together, finally we're all get to get back together again because we all got vaccinations. You don't get to go? No. 
wouldn't that be a good situation to, you know, exaggerate with the truth a tiny bit? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go there. No. <laughs> Don't go there. Just drop it. Yeah. Just drop it. I mean, there's so many individual situations. You know, you have to play it by ear. If you're able and capable and have the opportunity to hang out with somebody um, who's chosen the light, dark paradigm and be able to spend that time in high frequency and love, then do it. But if they're not giving you that opportunity or you're not giving yourself that opportunity, don't. Don't do it. Don't martyr yourself. It's so complicated, human. Mm-hmm. Coexistence in light, dark with light. Which is why da, 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 we're splitting. Exactly. You can't, they're not compatible it's with each other compatible. at the end of the day. I think that is the bottom line. I think that's the end of the complete part. I feel complete with that part. Okay, good. How about you? <laughs> yeah. It's muddy and mixed up, and that's why we're having a split. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so embody the split. <laughs> yeah. yeah, be your Make your choice song. and be that choice. And work on your work, good works and hang out with frequency people. Make friends who are in your frequency. Hang out with them uh-huh. and build new futures with them. Make new <sighs> memories. Is there anything about building new futures you might want to talk about? No. no do you have a new project or something? Mm-mm. You don't want to talk about that yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> How come? Because I don't. All right, then. When is that going to be talked about? Uh, when we have signed papers. Okay. Yeah. But it is coming. Oh, yes. It is coming very soon. Yes. Very soon, a theater near you. Yep. All right. I'm happy with that. So, in the meantime, if someone was to have listened to this podcast, got to the end of it, feels a little bit um, interested and inspired to do some more, um, more in-depth process about embodying their decision in the split and supporting others in their decision in the split. What might you suggest um, as go far as a class or as, or a book? Because you have books oh. and classes. Mm-hmm. I'll go to com. <laughs> Hang out with people who get you. <laughs> it's nice not to have to explain the universe to everyone every time you say hello. Oh, Jesus, yeah. It's but, really nice and refreshing. So Walk With Me Now is a great place to gather. Yeah. Talk With Me Now is, you know, the, side, the, the chat side of telegram it. chat side of Walk, walk with, with Me, me now. now. So we basically... Every day. All day, every day, engaged with... High frequency, high frequency people, people. Yeah. talking in a high frequency way about high frequency mm-hmm. things. And people sure. are meeting all over the world. And you uh, better be bilingual or multilingual if you're going <laughs> to hang out on talk with me now because there's a lot of languages going on there. No, you don't have to. People usually translate to English. When meeting. Well, that's what translates for. <laughs> <laughs> what book would help um, navigate this process the best? I'm leaning towards the angel book. That's a good one. Because, you know, the angel book is a very literal experience of multiple dimensional realities, yeah. different realities entirely from each other. Yeah. And uh, the getting between and the exploration them and the of righteousness. Them, right? And righteousness, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Or so, egotistical responses and all that type of stuff. If but you haven't read it. It's also a love story, so it's good. Yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't read it. Read it. Yeah, if you have read it... Interview with an angel is called. If you have read it, read it again. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you'll get new stuff. <laughs> because remember with these books, same thing with the courses. Each time you read them, 
something happens. Yeah. It alters your frequency. Does. Plant seeds, opens doors that weren't open before. Yeah. The next time you go through, you see it from that new perspective. Mm-hmm. And more things become visible from a there. So like that book has like three sentences in one sentence. <laughs> yes. You read it one time, it's it says one compact. thing, you read it again, it says a whole nother thing. You read it again, it has another entire thing in it. It's very compact. Okay. So that's probably the best advice I can I can see. Is there any course? Um the rules of engagement. The rules of engagement is just so hugely valuable right now. Yeah. I think so I want get, to bring a you copy can get of that those, with me on the plane. Yeah. I'm going to use it on the plane. Oh, yeah, good idea. You can get those at ineliabenz.com. Right. On the store. If you're a Walkthrough Now member, they're obviously just no. a part of the package, or you no. have to buy it separately. No, it's there. On Walk With Me Now, anything I produce for the past six years is there, except for the large event things um, in the library. But some of those are not. Some of those were created before Walk With Me Now. So those are the store. But if you're a Walk With Me Now member, you get a 30% off coupon. Okay. So. Well, that was the most uh, one of the most eye-opening courses ever. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Very, very good. It comes in a PDF and in a spoken part, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So those are the things I would advise. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. It's like, you read that book, you do that course, you'll be able to navigate this next few months. Yep. Easy peasy. And remember, this tool will pass. That's another tool. It's a very good tool. Yep. This tool will pass. Yes. If it's a, a bit prickly for you. Yep. For us, it's been nothing but honey. Great. <laughs> Except for honey. our loved ones who are getting vaccinated, which is heart-wrenching and you know, tear-jerking and frustrating, but apart from that, it's been an absolutely <laughs> apart from that, yeah. experience, yeah, with our communities and peeps. Yep. Okay. All right, well, I love you, honey. I love you too, darling. Give me a kiss. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't a loud kiss. Give me a real kiss. <laughs> that was a good kiss. Yes. <laughs>